Good day. And welcome to episode 64 of the Aaron Wayne podcast. Mm, I don't know what's going on, but this uh, this microphone sounds real nice. Yeah, man. Hope you guys are doing well. Rearranged my office again, and I think that it's just a really useful way to waste your time is to reorganize your office. Like right now, if you're watching on YouTube, first of all, like, comment, subscribe, all those things. I'm looking behind you guys at my yoga space, which is where my office used to be. And now this space where I used to just have absolute rubbish has turned into my new podcast space and my desk, which you can't see. Um, yeah, man. So that's uh, interior design by Aaron. <laughs> Hopefully that was good for you. Summertime is kicking off, man. It's uh, interesting being a public school teacher because you have all of this time during the summer and I have to work. I've come to realize that I'm the type of person, if I'm not working, it gives me uh, anxiety because uh, I'm going to be dead one day. (laughs) And like the idea of, I think the idea of having um, potential, you know, when I was growing up, my parents were always... um, my mom would always tell me, um, she, she like really helped me feel as if I was a smart person, probably made me feel a little bit smarter than I actually am. Cause now that I'm an adult, I realize that, um, I'm not incredibly brilliant, which I growing up, I thought that I was probably until I was like 25. I was like, I'm a genius. You guys just don't understand. And, um, my grandparents, um, they also had a great deal of faith in me and, I think what that instilled in me is a realization that I have potential. um, And if I'm not working, it makes me feel anxious because the realization that one day I'm going to be dead and I don't want to be in a position at the end of my life where I look back and say, man, I could have gotten more out of this experience. I could have gotten more done. I could have built more. I could have um, connected with more people, man. What a bummer. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm working on a couple of really cool projects that I'm excited about that I'll tell you guys uh, about soon. But um, I've really just been trying to limit the amount of YouTube that I watch. It, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't limit your usage. Keep watching. But... Um, I think it's just so easy to get wrapped up in a world that doesn't affect you when you are consuming media all the time. It's so easy to do. And it's, it's easy to to trick yourself into thinking that you're learning when in reality, like I am learning, but what I've come to realize when I've tried to think like, what should I talk about on my podcast? What should I do? Um, the thing that actually like enriches my capacity to come up with new ideas and a fresh perspective is reading books and living my life. It's not consuming things on the internet. Um, though there is a place for like, I've learned, I think I learned more. I tell my students this, I think I learned more on the internet than I did in my $45,000 graduate, uh, grad, not a graduate, like my, my bachelor's, I got a bachelor's, um, uh, from a liberal arts college. And I learned way more on the internet than I did in college. 
interestingly, I actually had my first panic attack when I was in college because the internet. So I went to, I graduated high school in 2007, um, which is kind of wild because a lot of my, uh, students, like my, my eighth grade students, like they were born in 2007, which is far out. Is that, is the math right on that? Yeah. Yeah. Around that time. So I graduated high school in 2007, went to college. And then I had the experience of just like having a computer that I, you know, got obsessed with like YouTube and like these documentaries. And, and I learned about, um, Joe Rogan and started listening to his podcast, I think in like 2009, 10, something like that. Um, before it was even on YouTube, before that was like really a place for people to do podcasts uh, from, or before people even had podcasts. And I remember having my first panic attack shortly after, I think maybe my, maybe it was my sophomore year or junior year of college because I watched the documentary Zeitgeist, um, which, you know, uh, who, who knows how much of that is like, I haven't seen it in years, but you know, it's basically pointing out the really fragile system that we live within and how, you know, a lot of people are trying to manage that very fragile system by managing the public's perceptions. Um, and again, I'm not vouching for this documentary because I, not, not, uh, material, uh, subject matter expert in some of the things discussed, but I know that when I watched it, it really like made me feel a sense of doom. Um, but also a sense of like, it's like a secret, like you guys don't understand. You don't know. Like they're all at Bohemian Grove, man. They're all playing. Like I really got into this stuff. And that was back in the day when, um, I don't know. Am I going to get kicked off of YouTube for saying Alex Jones's name? Uh, he was, but this is before he became like persona no grata, um, and, uh, I was watching his stuff early days tuned out of that. <laughs> and then the next time I heard his name, it was like all the stuff that popped up in the news. So just to be clear, I don't have a subscription to his website or anything like that. I haven't seen his stuff in years. Um, but what if I did, bro? What if I did, what would you do? What would you do? Like just learning, I guess. I don't know learning stuff that's probably not true, but then some of it's actually true. And then, um, man, I shouldn't even have brought this topic up because it sounds like you don't, you don't know what I'm referencing that might be true. might not be true. Just let it go, Rico. You're fine. Um, I, did I just put myself in a hole where I can't dig out? I just, just to be clear, I went off on a tangent here. Uh, just to be clear, I, I, I'm not a support. <laughs> oh my God. Did I, who am I apologizing to? Why am I apologizing? You don't, you haven't even talked to me yet. This is, as of right now, this is just a, in a memory card in my camera. Um, how should I approach this? Cause I don't want to delete this podcast. I said, I'm feeling good today. I feel like I want to share some stuff. I don't want to edit this out. Um, and I think that it's probably disingenuous to, to articulate something really clear. The stuff that he is, that this guy was sued for, like, that's obviously not my perspective, nor do I feel like there's any reason for him to have gone 
to the lengths that he did. The reason that I even brought Alex Jones up is because back in the day, you know, he was protesting the Iraq war, which um, turned out to be right, you know, turned out to be have been a bad idea, at least from my perspective. Um, but back to let me just, if you have a pro, just send me a message. If you feel as if I'm not communicating clearly, just send me a message or put a comment in the YouTube and, and then maybe I can type it out uh, with a, like a clearer mind. But what I was saying was uh, the internet kind of broke my brain when I was in my early 20s. And I like started uh, getting way more serious about my fitness. Uh, one, I, I, you know, ballooned up. I, I was pushing 200 pounds. Uh, and for my body type, like that's uh, heavy weight. And so I started to think, what would I need to be able to do if the power went out for three months? <laughs> I was like, well, I probably going to know how to like communicate with people. I probably need to know how to, uh, find food, but if it's really dire, I should probably be able to run for 10 miles. And that got me into running. I hated running in school. In fact, I was an attract team in middle school. And what we used to do is there was, um, you know, just normal track. And then there was a field house where they kept gear and hurdles and whatnot, on the back end of like a 200 meter lap 200 yards which is a 100 meter dash yeah meters so tracks are in meters 100 yard da- no maybe it's the 100 yard dash. i don't know one's one's for pools one's for tracks i don't know send me a message and we would do one lap and the track team was huge so we would hide behind the field house and just like fart around and make jokes and like yell at people from, you know, and like jump out and scare people. And so I hated running. I absolutely hated it. And then when I was in college, I saw some documentaries and I was like, I need to be able to run away from zombies. So I need to get my fitness up. (laughs) So I got serious about running. I read the entire Tao Te Ching on a treadmill in uh, college. I read all of Fahrenheit 451 on an elliptical in college. It was like hours and hours. It was all in a day, um, which is kind of crazy. That's how like obsessed I got. I have a tendency to get obsessed uh, on things. What was I even talking about? The internet. I think I've gotten to a point where unless I'm getting into, I think I got to the end of the internet is what I'm getting at. Unless I'm looking at something that's very specific I don't know if there's anybody who is giving me a fresh perspective. I think that my perspective is fairly formed uh, on the world. And now it's just like either current news that I can interpret through the filters that I've created, or if it's like ancient wisdom or history or like really specific topics to learn on. But I don't think that there's anything in scrolling for me anymore. So I made, I graduated. I graduated the internet, which is kind of nice. It's kind of nice to be graduated from the internet. But one of the things I was thinking about is, um, I don't know if I, sometimes I worry about talking po- politically. I'm not going to talk politically. Uh, I'm going to talk about the general idea of politics. So, um, the, fact that we're not going to have a democratic debate. So the year, so today's day is what? June the 7th. D-Day was yesterday. 
And the day before D-Day is my grandfather's birthday. And this is the first year of his birthday that he is dead. Um, so that's kind of wild. Um, really loved my grandfather. And I'll get back to what I was talking about in a second. Um, let me write this down so I don't forget. Because I wanted, to, I do want to get back to that topic. Um, debates. Every year on my grandfather's birthday for about seven or eight years, my wife and I have done something. Uh, my grandfather's name is Wayne, which why is my podcast and my yoga business uh, Aaron Wayne when Wayne's not my last name? There's two reasons. Reason number one is, you know, a lot of people just don't use their last name. Um, I'm trying to think of famous examples, but, you know, a lot of writers, they don't use their last name. They'll do first name, middle name kind of thing. But Wayne is a name that's gone through my, uh, the male side of my lineage, uh, since my great grandfather. Um, and I don't know farther back than that, but my great grandfather's name was Herbert Wayne. My grandfather's name was Wayne Herbert. My father's name is Kent Wayne. My name's Aaron Wayne. And if my wife and I have another kid and it happens to be a boy, we're going to work Wayne into there, uh, somewhere like to kind of honor that. And so, um, on grandpa's birthday every year for less, you know, five to eight years, however long it's been, we celebrate Wayne's day, which <laughs> is stupid. Very, very like niche. Um, and really like my family doesn't even really, I mean, I've talked to them about it like every year. And I told grandpa before he died, um, about not like on his deathbed. I wasn't like grandpa, you must know. Um, you know, just like in conversations over the last couple of years, I've brought it up, but you know, my grandpa, was my grandpa was one of the kindest people I've ever known. And, you know, he taught me a lesson when I was in college. Um, he was always very supportive, very kind to everyone, active member of his community, um, had a stellar career, uh, he was in the Navy and then he, um, worked for IBM when computers were like, you know, back when they would say there's a bug in the, in the machine, it was literally because bugs got into these vacuums. I'm, I'm don't know the history super well, but I'm pretty sure I'm like the internet taught me this. So whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. Maybe I didn't graduate the internet, but the term, like there's a bug in the system was literally like bugs were in the system. That's how long how far back uh, Wayne went. With, I'm, I'm resituating myself. This desk is on the floor. That's how far back he went with um, computers. So he worked for IBM for a while and then worked for Lockheed Martin, which back to my conversation of like the Iraq war and, you know, all that stuff that I was babbling on about. You know, they got <laughs> Lockheed Martin made some money and they're currently making some money and they continue to do so. Um, because yes, they do like airlines and stuff, but uh, also do missiles. But uh, so he worked for IBM, worked for Lockheed Martin. Let me get back on what I was talking about. And he um, was a really kind guy. And so my freshman year of college, um, my my parents had assumed that I had taken responsibility for um, my FAFSA, which is like this federal thing. And I had assumed that they had taken care of it. And so we found ourselves in a position where we needed a chunk of money. I was waiting tables at Red Lobster at the time. And 
I didn't have the money and you know, my parents were putting me through college, both my sisters through college. So like they didn't have the extra cash on hand either. And so, you know, we reached out to him and, um, he called me and I remember where I was when he called me. Cause I knew, I thought that I was not going to be able to go to school next, the sophomore, my sophomore year. And my grades were trash. I was, I was doing poorly because I was just wasting my time skipping class, dropping classes that I didn't want to. I was just like a total like mess freshman year. Um, and for most of my life, he gives me a call and I'm on the quad right outside of my econ class, actually where my, uh, literature courses were, uh, later on. And, um, it's a beautiful spring day, probably April or May. And he says like, listen, Aaron, I'm going to, I'm going to help, help you out. But, um, you know, I'm not going to do this again. And it's not because he didn't have the means. That's the thing is like, he, he had money, he had money. He's like all of the measures of success that a person could articulate. He, he possessed them. So it wasn't about like, I don't want to give you this money and give it to you again. And like, it, it wasn't about like me draining his bank account. It was Aaron, like you have to grow up. And he didn't say it with that tone just by like being gracious and letting me understand, helping me to understand that like, this is a thing that you're probably going to have to like change about yourself. You're going to have to grow up in this sense. And you know, I got back. It didn't land with me immediately. Uh, I was just like, hell yeah. Um, solve the problem. But I didn't solve anything. You know what I mean? And, you know, I got back my sophomore year and like totally turned everything around. I was like, really, I, I just turned it around and I, I attribute that to him. And so the success I have in my life, you know, post post college, it, 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 it comes back to that realization of somebody sitting down and saying like, this is something that will help you, but I will not help you in this way again. And I think that that's the type of leadership and love and support that a lot of people need. Um, and me as a young man, I really needed that. I needed, because I was, you know, I was a wild kid, man. I did whatever I wanted. I didn't listen to people. Um, I thought I knew better than everybody that was older than me. And, um, in some ways I did, in some ways I didn't. And, you know, looking back at that, I really attribute a lot of my success to him. So on my grandfather's birthday every year on June 6th, uh, my wife and I celebrate Wayne's day because my wife really loved him too. And she, he really loved her and, uh, it was beautiful. You know, my, my wife, uh, most people don't have grandparents in their twenties and thirties. Like a lot of people don't, which is like a very strange thing about our culture with life expectancy. And if you do have grandparents, a lot of them are not in the best shape, but you know, we went on hikes with grandpa. Um, and you know, we went to museums with him all throughout my youth. And then, you know, my grandma and grandpa took me and Katie to a baseball game cause he was a huge baseball fan like you know, they, he lived in the world, and so it was a real blessing to have him um, in my life. And I wish my daughter could have met him. In fact, that was the first time that I cried, realizing that he died, because um, I knew it was going to happen. And I've been thinking about it, but the thing I hadn't thought about is 
how much he would have how much he would have enjoyed meeting my daughter and how much um how much she would have valued that too so on his birthday every year he was a baseball fan and grandma who's still alive and doing well um grandma is a very healthy health conscious person does her laps around the lake every morning and you know they have salmon for dinner and when he would go to these ball games with just church group he would always get like burgers and chili cheese dogs and stuff like that because like that's the only time you know grandma they're very you know 1950s uh gender roles um and how they manifested so like i don't even know if grandpa knows how to cook anything um (laughs) but so grandma would make you know broccoli rice and salmon and uh that sort of 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 food and so he would eat chili dogs and that's what we do every year Every year we have burgers or chili dogs on my grandpa's birthday and we celebrate Wayne's Day. And I think it's beautiful. My wife and I try to make our own holidays. Uh, we celebrate a lot of the traditional ones, but um, maybe around wintertime I'll tell you guys about um, <laughs> some of our other holidays. So, yeah, man. I don't know. I didn't mean to, I didn't, I didn't intend. That's the cool thing about a podcast is that you can just kind of riff through what it is that's on your mind. And, um, I think I needed to say those things. I needed to talk about that. Um, and share that. And I don't know if that lands with any of you guys. I mean, for sure, depending on the age you are, you've lost somebody in your life. And the, the big lesson that my grandfather got, gave me, I'll come back to this other topic cause I'm coming up on 30 minutes and that's what I planned on doing. Um, the biggest lesson my grandpa gave me other than the one I articulated already was, uh, something he didn't even intend on giving me. It was, um, a lesson that I took from observing our relationship together, uh, when he died and when he was in the process of dying, um, I had the opportunity to go see him, um, in his final days um, and you know, as you can expect, you know, in the, your final days of life, nobody's doing great. Uh, most people aren't doing great at least. And so I chose not to go. And the question that I asked myself is first, when you get that opportunity, like some people are like, I got to get there. I got to get there. I got to, I got to say something. I got to be there. I got to, I want to be there with them. Um, they need support, whatever, whatever. And I, I knew he had support, you know, my dad stepped in and, his sister, um, to, they, they stepped in and like stepped in, stepped out, stepped in, stepped out. Like they were supporting cause everybody's still got to, you know, life goes on, you got to keep living your life. And the big lesson and so that's one aspect of it. And then other people are like, um, I just, I just need to see them again. And, um, the question I ask myself is like, am I, which, which boat am I in? Am I, if I make a choice to go see grandpa in his final days, is it because I need to see him or because I think he needs support? Um, I felt, I felt as if he did have the support. So I was like, okay, well that's taken care of. And I think if I go, I will just become another person to entertain or to, um, be in this, you know, 
potpourri of individuals. And then the other one was, do I need to say something? Do I need to be with him? Do I have a need to be there in his final moments? Um, or does he need, he need me? And my realization was that between us, we hadn't left anything on the table. You know, we hadn't, there wasn't anything left unsaid or there weren't any loops um, that we hadn't closed. So um, it felt complete to me. Like his life was complete in the regards that you could be, you know, familially, uh, financially, you know, life experiences, um, stability, community engagement, like all the things that you would hope for uh, your life as an individual to be. Um, he completed. And then in our relationship together, I felt as if he understood me, I understood him, and we were two souls meeting in this momentary glimpse of like, this is life. This is existence. Let's share it together. And it felt like Felt like I didn't need to tell him that. Felt like he understood it and I did too. Yeah. That's good. I was going to talk about the debates. Somehow I mixed a podcast about panic attacks, zeitgeist, distance running, graduating the internet, and my grandpa who died. (laughs) All right. Listen, guys, if you haven't done already, um, like, comment, subscribe, go to YouTube, throw something on there, go to Apple and Spotify and give me some ratings. Stars are high. My stars are heavy, but the count is low. I'm going to build that up. I'm spreading love. I'm just trying to spread some love out in the world. So let's do it together. All right, guys. Peace.